102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff and Ed Show. Hey, welcome aboard. I'm Ed Plummets. Jeff will be back on Monday. A little bit under the weather. Thanks to the guys for filling in the last couple of days. I had some medical procedures done. Uh, Garrett, you'll you'll have some of those procedures when... Looking forward to it. Get, no, no, you're not looking forward <laughs> to what happened. But I tell you what, my, my doctor, Dr. Ellis and crew... Uh, just just procedures you got to go through when you get a little older, and then everything worked out well. So I'm happy I made it through okay. But thank you to my friend, uh, uh, Dr. Ellis. Great, great doctor and his staff. Uh, got me through everything okay. And I'd love to hear from you today. This time next week, we'll be knee-deep in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl number 58 from Las Vegas. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, since I last looked, and the guys might have talked about it, and thanks to the guys for filling in, talk about it yesterday. San Francisco back to a two-point favorite, a two-point favorite. And Garrett, I don't know if if I had to make my pick today, I'm going to have to go with Kansas City. Me just, too. Just because of Patrick Mahomes, and just because of his head coach Andy Reid, and just because of their defensive coordinator, because. This is an off week, sort of a dead week with we haven't seen the teams. I know the local media meets with uh, the teams this week. Yada da 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 da. We'll we'll have they'll they'll be going to Las Vegas probably Wednesday or Thursday for the circus that's called the Super Bowl. But to me, and I'm not knocking Kyle Shanahan, the Texas X at all. But you give Andy Reid two weeks to prepare for anybody. And I know San Francisco's got a really good defense, as does Kansas City. But I just got to believe that Andy Reid is going to be able to dissect that San Francisco defense, much as Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions did in the first half of their game last week. And that line's been around one, one and a half, and two. Yeah. I don't understand that because the Chiefs, they're consistent in the playoffs, and, and they have a lot of mojo coming in. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's odd. That If... if if someone would would have said Kansas City's going to be in the Super Bowl when they played Las Vegas, I believe it was Christmas Day and Las Vegas won in Kansas City, I said, you're crazy. Yeah. That offense is a mess. Kelsey's got Taylor, Yoko Swifto on the mind. Uh, the, the, the wide receiver with three names can't catch a cold. And Mahomes is mad. They're, they're throwing the helmet on the sideline. Something has happened. And I guess what has happened to me is it's playoff time in Kansas City. And that same day that the Ravens, I think they got walloped. I think they won against the 49ers, and they walloped them. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was bad. Oh, they looked they looked unbeatable that day. Yeah. And then now uh, they're on the sidelines, and things happen in the NFL. I think this should, needless to say, everybody knows this, this should be a terrific Terrific Super Bowl. Terrific Super Bowl. As we said, the tickets are out of this world. Expensive. Uh, about 6500 just to get into the building. $8,000 uh, is the average ticket. And today, get this. Get this. Olivia Culp is Kristen McCaffrey's girlfriend. She's the model. Yada-da-da-da-da. She's dated some NFL players before. She surprised Kristen McCaffrey's mom and dad with a suite at the Super Bowl. The cost of a suite oh at the Super Bowl goes from $300,000 up to $2.5 million. Ooh. You can't have enough drinks and eat enough hot dogs to cover $300,000. That's just not going to happen. 
that just shows you how expensive this was. And McCaffrey's parents, and his Ms. McCaffrey's parents are well healed. Ed McCaffrey had a career in the NFL for the Denver Broncos. I'm not sure. I hope Ed got a lot of money, but you know, Christian has made a ton of money. But even even Christian said, "Mom, Dad, I'm not gonna. I can't get you sweet." Taylor Swift, of course, will have a big ass suite with the Mahomes crowd and all the all the Swifties. But I found that interesting. This is so corporate driven, so corporate driven. This ticket reminds me in golf of a ticket to the Masters now, because that is so. Go to go to one of the local. T- go to TicketCity.com and just type in Masters Golf, and you're going to go. Oh my gosh, that now I think every day to get into Augusta National is well over. $1,500 to get in on the secondary market. If you're lucky enough, and they're just a handful of people, members and some people on the, the, the list. I've got a really good friend who got on the list to get a, a ticket at Augusta years ago. He can buy four tickets, and I believe they're like 175 or $200. Good grief. That's it. And and But to get in on a Wednesday, get this, Wednesday is the highest price ticket at Augusta. By far, because you have the par three tournament, <clears throat> and you get up close, you can take pictures of the golf course, and then it kind of goes down after that. But it is, it is crazy. But the Super Bowl is like n- nothing else. The Super Bowl is like nothing else, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it all uh, beginning next week. Also coming up around 4:40 today, our good friend Greg Eklund, a public radio. Uh, up in Kansas City, a frequent guest on our show over the years. We're going to talk to Greg about the Super Bowl. It's old hat to the Kansas City folks. And also, there's a ginormous basketball game in Lawrence tomorrow between the Houston Cougars and the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll talk about that also a little later. We'll talk about the Texas Longhorns basketball team. And Kirk Bowles had an interesting comment today about posing the question, Texas may not make the tournament, which would be disastrous. That game against Houston earlier this week that I attended, if Texas beats Houston uh, earlier this week, they can punch their ticket into the into the into the you know NCAA basketball tournament. Now it is in danger because they got so many tough games. They play at TCU tomorrow. Jamie Dixon's TCU Horned Frog. I don't think they win tomorrow, but the road games they still have at Kansas, at Houston, at TCU. Oive. Yeah. It is it is very, very difficult. So we'll talk about that later as well. And also, uh, they're playing the old Bing Crosby Pro-Am at Pebble Beach on the PGA Tour. Also, Live Golf started their season today. We'll get you up to date on those leaderboards, plus a visit with our friend Mark Brooks, the 1996 PGA champion, to talk about what happened early this week with the infusion of cash to the PGA Tour. <coughs> By some giants of American sports, uh, John Henry from Boston, Mr. Blanks from Atlanta. They they got a huge infusion of three billion dollars, and Mark is a, a great contributor to our golf show that's on KLBJ Radio, the Fifteenth Club, five to six every Saturday. And he'll talk about what's going on and his his thoughts about what's going to happen with the PGA Tour in the coming years. We'll have that around five thirty. Also uh, today, this is usually songs that. Suck on Friday, but thankfully Jeff is not here today. So instead of songs that suck, I'm going to have songs that I love from two groups that I'm going to go see tonight: the Eagles and Steely Dan playing at the Moody Center. And these these songs do not suck; have never sucked before. Any which way? Yeah, listen to this. Yeah, listen to this. Well, I'm running. 
I got seven women on, on my mind. Four that want on me, two Jeff would that want to stone me, one that's crazy a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Take it easy. I love the Eagles. Do you love the Eagles here? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. What's it kind of, yeah? I don't have much experience, but we're so far. It sounds That's tonight at the the Moody Center. They're playing tonight and tomorrow. This is, again, their farewell tour. I was there two years ago at the Moody Center to see the farewell tour of the Eagles. So uh, uh, Glenn Fry, God love him, Glenn Fry and Jeff played golf together. Glenn Fry was an Eagle who has died. What a great, great. We're going to play some of the Glenn Fry songs. But Jeff, Jeff and Glenn Fry, you know, I've just thought of something. When Jeff plays with you in a pro-am, you die. Glenn Fry died, and then he played with John Dim. I just hit me. Don't ever play in a pro-am with Jeff Ward. Glenn Fry passed away, and then John Denver. You know who John Denver is? You know who John yeah, Denver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah West, almost heaven, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 take me home. Uh, Jeff played with him in a golf pro-am. Six months later, experimental airplane, California coast. Boom! There goes John Denver. A.K.A. John Dusseldorf. It's a curse. It's a curse, yeah. So, let that be a lesson. If you get a call from Jeff Ward to play in a golf tournament, respectfully say, hell no, I'm not going. <laughs> I wish Jeff was here today because it's, he's, he's got to, he, I know he's sad. I didn't message him. I'm sure he's heard the news today. The legendary Carl Weathers died today at 76. If you don't remember who Carl Weathers was, what an actor. Apollo Creed in the Rocky series. Chubbs Peterson in Happy Gilmore. Here's a little bit of of Carl Weathers. God bless him. Died today. This was in Happy Gilmore. Shut up, Happy. Don't (laughs) feel bad about me. I got my hand back, see? Oh, Chubbs got his hand back. We've only just begun. What a great movie. He's a great singer, too. White lace and promises A kiss for luck and we're all oh, happy The subway shirt and everything On oh, those yeah. knees, number nine, it's all on the hips, you're doing great Oh, he's a golf instructor Alright, 50 bucks, I can hit it over the highway Any takers? Oh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Chubb saw happy for the first time Oh, here comes Chubb walking toward That's real good. So long, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a freak. How often do you play? Never. This is my first time. Hey, you should play in the Waterbury Open tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll see you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> and Chubb's looking. play. My God, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. Well, that's it from the Waterbury Open, where uh, Happy won the next day. Carl Weathers dead at the age of seventy-six. He was also a linebacker from uh, a linebacker from. Uh, I guess he played for the for the L.A. Raiders. I saw a picture today 
from Valerie Coy, uh, Teddy Coy's wife, who posted a picture that at a reunion this year, and Carl Weathers there. Yeah, this is from Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's give you the phone numbers. 512-834-1027. If you'd like to chime in about the NFL, uh, the Senior Bowl is tomorrow, and uh, uh, Sweat from Texas is getting rave reviews from the Senior Bowl. This guy is going to make a ton of money. So that is tomorrow. Jeff played in the Senior Bowl. No, he played in he played in one of those, the Senior Bowl or the East-West game or the North-South Bowl. Or, I don't think they do the North-South Bowl anymore because it was sort of, there are too many connotations to the Civil War because they dressed in Civil War. Not uniforms per se, but colors, everything. But that is tomorrow. Uh, also, I want to bring up a subject. and if you, Let me just ask you right now, where are you on the Super Bowl? I know we're a week away. We're going to talk about it all next week. But if you had to bet today, if you had to make that wager today, who is going to win the game? Will it be the Kansas City Chiefs or will it be the San Francisco 49ers? Garrett and I both agree right now, and unless something changes, I like the Kansas City Chiefs, and I failed to mention Steve Spagnolia, the, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, who did a great job most of the time on Lamar Jackson last week. But I just, I just think with Andy Reid's ability to game plan, for two weeks, and I'm not knocking Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has, if if Debo Samuel's is is close to 80, 90 percent, they've got a lot of weapons out there. But the Kansas City defense is very good. So where are you? Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Also wanted to bring up. I was listening today. I forgot who it was earlier today, talking about the NFL draft. Caleb Williams appears to be the number one. <coughs> picking the NFL draft by the Chicago Bears, even though Jim Harbaugh said today that he thinks McCaffrey, his quarterback from Michigan, should be the first quarterback taken. Easy there, big guy. Easy there, Jimmy Harbaugh, new coach of the uh, L.A. Chargers. Caleb Williams to number one, number one pick. What happens to Josh Fields? If you were a general manager at a team that needs a quarterback, would you go get Josh Fields? Justin Fields. Uh, did I say Josh Fields? Yeah, you did. Okay, I had Josh. Justin Fields. Where would Justin Fields go? Two teams, and because of actions this week, I think one team he could really go to are the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Cliff Kingsbury will be the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. Cliff Kingsbury is not a very good head coach. Let me just say that for all my Raider power Texas Tech friends. He did a lousy job at Texas Tech as a head coach. And for some reason, those pea brains from the Arizona Cardinals thought he'd do well in pro football. He didn't. I think he's a better coordinator and molder of quarterbacks than a head coach. Because we saw that when he was one of the architects behind Johnny Manziel. When Cliff Kingsbury was at A&M, when Johnny Manziel was there, he really, really, really taught Johnny Manziel how to play football. And that came, Johnny Manziel had a ton of God-given talent, but Johnny Manziel got some help from Cliff Kingsbury. Now, he goes to Arizona, Kyler Murray, the experiment doesn't happen. They're just, it's a terrible team, but they were a lot better, 
I believe, with their personnel when Cliff Kingsbury was there <coughs> than they are now. But he's a lousy job. No, he's going to be the offensive coordinator. That's where he needs to be for Las Vegas. He may get a head coaching job again, but I think it would be a win, win, win if the Bears get Caleb Williams and Justin Fields get shipped out. Justin Fields needs to go to Las Vegas where he can work with Cliff Kingsbury or he needs to go to the Atlanta Falcons because I think the Atlanta Falcons are a quarterback away from making noise. The Atlanta Falcons are in a terrible, terrible division with Tampa Bay and New Orleans, da-da-da-da-da-da. If they would get a viable quarterback, they can make noise. And I still think Justin Fields has gas in the tank. I think he has suffered from playing in a terrible situation in Chicago. It's just That's just death to quarterbacks. Ask Mitch Trubisky, and I think Justin Fields' career can be reborn. He'll have a new coach in Atlanta, got great ownership with Arthur Blanks. That, and he's got B. John Robinson back there in the backfield with other great running backs. I just think that's a great landing spot for Justin Fields. I could see him at the Steelers because a, a couple of great running backs, ah, a, a viable receiver, yes. and, and Pickens, and a great defense. Pickens, the experiment is, I think, uh, the Pickens experiment is gone myself. Right, yeah. I just, I just, I just think that he will... He's he's over. He's he's yeah. like he's like the kid from the Jets, Lover Boy. Sure. Yeah, and there that that experiments Wilson, Zach Wilson. That thing's yeah. gone. But that's interesting. That is interesting, going there because I think the Bears, the Bears, were better than they were just a hair below average. <clears throat> they won seven games this year. They won seven games, and you look at Atlanta. Atlanta also won seven games. But Atlanta, Atlanta needs that quarterback spark. Looking at the Steelers, the Steelers made the playoffs. That's they, insane. That is insane. The Steelers finished at ten and seven. They made the playoffs without their starting quarterback, their backup quarterback, and they had Mason Rudolph to end the year. Mason Rudolph, Duck Dynasty, and. That's a great that now you just where's the binger where the binger oh, is Oh it's way over there way over there Justin Fields to the Steelers because they have been quite inept on offense defense I still like them because that's where Mike Tomlin specialty is I think you're on something there They got to do something Yeah because with that division good lord what a quarterback laden division it is Baltimore Lamar Jackson Cleveland, Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun, big year for Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. He's got to stay healthy. We know he's staying out of massage parlors, which is good for him. But he's if he stays healthy, watch out. And then my early pick to be in the Super Bowl next year, the Cincinnati Bengals and, and JoJo Burrow coming back. But, yeah, the Steelers have to improve on offense, and it's not Kenny Pickens. So I love that. I love that. And a lot of people have said – what about the Seattle Seahawks? Geno Smith has been Geno Smith. Really, really good or really, really average. Ironically, sort of like Justin Fields. But Geno has not had to run for his life as Justin Fields has week after week <coughs> after week. So let's throw hmm. that in the mix, too. Super Bowl thoughts and this thought about Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback. Where will his landing space be?
when Caleb Williams is the first pick in the NFL draft. And if you've got a differing opinion, if you think somebody else is going to be number one pick in the NFL draft, I know there's some speculation. Well, some people say, oh, Drake May. Drake May from North Carolina. No. I think I, I don't think he is going to be the number one pick because I like I like Drake May, but I just I just don't think he's going to be the number one pick, and I darn sure don't think the Michigan quarterback is going to be the number one pick. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Your phone calls five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Also, some word out of Baltimore about some possible changes uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. You'll be interested to hear. Uh, also, uh, all the stories and all the news from the NFL. That's coming up next. 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. One of my favorite songs of all time. Welcome back. This is Steely Dan. I'm going to see him in a few hours at the Moody Center with the Eagles. One of the great songs of all time. This is Josie. Let's give this a listen on 1027 ESPN. We're going to break out. Listen, listen to this part. This part. When Josie comes home, so good. She's the pride of the neighborhood. She's the raw thing, the live one. She prays like a woman with her eyes on fire. That is the great Steely Dan. Tonight at the Moody Center with the Eagles. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. My Two of my favorite <clears throat> bands of my youth, of course, as you all know, I love the Beatles. like the Rolling Stones a lot, but man, the Eagles and Steely Dan. Welcome back to the show. I'm Ed Clements. Garrett's with me this afternoon. Jeff Ward is uh, ill. He's not feeling well. He'll be back Monday. So we hope Jeff will be feeling better. I know he's awfully sad about the news we told you earlier that Carl Weathers died today. Apollo Creed. Rocky Balboa's arch enemy, but then great friend later until till, uh, Apollo Creed was killed by Ivan Dragnov or what the Ivan whatever, the Russian, Jeff would know. And also Apollo Creed um, was the great actor Carl Weathers in Happy Gilmore and other. He was also in Predator. Mark Caesar from KLBJ said he loved him in Predator. So welcome to the show. <clears throat> Phone lines are open. Coming up in just a little bit. Our uh, visit with our friend Greg Eklund of Kansas City. Greg, uh, we wanted to have him on early this week. He said, Ed, I can't do it. I'm working on an early Super Bowl story. He was going to the Kansas basketball game, I guess, against Oklahoma State. He'll be tomorrow at Kansas in Houston in the big game in the Big 12 tomorrow. Longhorns in basketball action, too. Longhorns play in Fort Worth <clears throat> against Ra Ra TCU, Jamie Dixon's team, and it is going to be... A tough game for the Longhorns. TCU will be an early, uh, a, a slight favorite. But uh, today I played golf at Muni with my, my Friday morning crew, and 
We talked a lot about the law. I can't put my finger on it, what's going on, because I think they got the pieces of the puzzle there, but to get the pieces of the puzzle to play as a cohesive u- unit, because uh, something's, something's not right over there, because in past years, first of all, they've lost three of their last four at home, which is on the, the, the Texas basketball wins at home. You don't, you don't lose at home. They lost to Houston, which is... It's bad, but it, it was bad, but not all that bad. It was bad, but Houston's number four team in the country. But the bottom line is they got to do something. And maybe it's all about peaking in NCAA basketball. Maybe <clears throat> they want to peak in about, oh, three weeks as you go into March. But they better start peaking because you're in danger now. If you uh, lay a big egg against TCU and at Kansas, at uh, Central Florida, uh, at TCU, yada da 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 da. You're in danger of not making the tournament, but you got to think positive. Back to pro football now. Taking your calls on the NFL a week from Sunday. Uh, Kansas City versus San Francisco. I still like Kansas City right now. My buddy Garrett does too, just because. How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes getting points? He's too good. He's too good. And Kittle and Purdy and and Ayuk and Samuels. I think they're going to do as much as they can, but Mahomes and Reed, they have so much experience. They do. And he's just so good. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey's so good. And Taylor Swift will be there. So yes, yes. A lot of mojo and momentum going There's into There's a that. lot of momentum. A lot of momentum. And I was really amazed, and I talked about this earlier because I made the comment with Jeff and you, Garrett, that I thought Kansas City may be the new America's team. And my son, Ben, said, watch out there. Not so fast because... There's a lot of hate, apparently, for Kansas City yeah. on uh, Twitter and stuff. People are tired about Mahomes, and uh, there's some people who think, uh, mostly old people, who think that Taylor Swift is ruining pro football. No, I think it's fun that you're attracting people like Jeff Ward's little daughter to, to want to watch an NFL football game because Taylor Swift's going to be in a box. So I, I, I get no problem with Taylor Swift. Now, other news. Uh, news from... Baltimore, uh, the Ravens. The Ravens had their end-of-season news conference today, and John Harbaugh, brother of Jim, uh, says today that Lamar Jackson will have a bigger role in the offensive plan for next year, which I think that is totally the right thing to do. Uh, He was coached this year, talking about Lamar Jackson, by Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator. Uh, Lamar Jackson set a career high of 3,678 passing yards, 67% completion rate, and uh, he's he's the best. He's going to be the MVP. But the question is, we saw some cracks with Lamar Jackson in their loss to Kansas City. We saw some cracks in Lamar Jackson. Of course, they were the victim of their own stupidity. Zay Flowers, who had a terrific gear at wide receiver for Baltimore, went crazy. He went loco. Uh, in the second half when he got the taunting penalty. Just foolishness. And then Zay Flowers, who's had a terrific year, as I said, goes in and does the, oh, let me showboat a little bit and put the ball over the goal line deal and had the fumble that uh, was recovered. Did it, they recovered the going end zone. They went in the end zone. Went in the end zone. Kansas City got the ball. But that just two self-inflicted mistakes. And then <clears throat> Lamar Jackson had... A terrible interception through in the triple coverage. I mean, he had to throw it, but, I mean, it was intercepted anyways. But my only question is, why didn't Lamar have full control of the offense already? Well, because of the pecking order with the NFL. I guess so. Yeah. 
But I think now Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson, I admire the guy. I was down on Lamar Jackson last year because I thought he was a hot dog. I thought he let his team down. He got injured late, and they had some stiff back there as quarterback, and they weren't going to make a big, big splash late in the year. But he stayed away. He pouted. He, he was he was talking about money, yada da 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 da, talking about money too much during the season. I thought after the season he made the deal where he gets forty million dollars. And a lot of players, when you get $40 million, they don't do diddly squat. Lamar Jackson was the opposite. He said, you pay me $40 million a year as your marquee quarterback, as your you know, franchise quarterback, and I will prove that I deserve every penny. He did deserve every penny, even though he didn't play great in the playoff game. But that guy showed up week after week after week. And Garrett, you're right. <clears throat> that weekend, when they destroyed San Francisco – destroyed San Francisco in Baltimore. I thought, in no way, they're not making the Super Bowl. And that was embarrassing. It was. It was a humiliating loss. And I think Kansas City can grow from that and go, hmm, we went into their stadium yeah. and we won. San Francisco went in there and they laid an egg. But it's just the ebb and flow of the NFL. But I thought that was interesting news uh, about Lamar Jackson today. Uh, also, Teddy Bridgewater is named Coach of his high school alma mater. Good for Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, who had a great college career uh, with Charlie Strong, but now he's named head coach of Miami Northwestern Senior High School, his alma mater. Also, there was a great piece in the Wall Street Journal today about Bill Belichick. As we know, Bill Belichick is not going to be the head coach anywhere this year. But they... Wall Street Journal, Jason Gaze, a really good writer, suggested that Bill Belichick apply for the head coaching job at Nantucket High School, the Whalers, where he still has a house, but the old girlfriend, who's beautiful, by the way, Jeff doesn't like her looks, of course, anybody over the age of 45, Jeff will go, oh, they look old, but he still has a house in Nantucket, he can still coach, and he can coach the Whalers of Nantucket High School. Good idea. Good idea by Jason Gay. Also, I'm just shocked. You know, we talked about uh, the the situation with the, the Cowboys losing their uh, uh, Dan, the defensive coordinator, who the Cowboys should hire. One of my golfing friends said, "Well, they need to go get Mike Vrabel to be their defense coordinator." I said, "That'd be great, and ain't gonna work because if you get Mike Vrabel, and Mike Vrabel has a good year as a defense coordinator, which I think a lot of people will because of the personnel." There's going to be Mike McCarthy going, uh, uh, yeah, I'm helping with the defense now. I'm calling the defensive plays. Yeah, da, da. No, Vrabel, no, that's, that's too much. Look it over your shoulder for Mike McCarthy. They'll find somebody good. All right, we need to take a break. After this break, friend Greg Eklund of Kansas City to talk about what the Super Bowl looms for his hometown team. We'll also may get into the Kansas Jayhawks against Houston tomorrow. This is 1027 ESPN. Back after these. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. All right, listen, this is the Eagles, everybody. On the dark desert highway, cool wind in my It's Don Henley who plays the drums. He's from Texas. Shimmering light. I hit the 
Eagles tonight and Steely Dan at the Moody Center. I'm going to be there. Two of my favorite bands. One of my favorite sports reporters from the great state of Kansas is my friend Greg Eklund from KCUR, NPR Kansas City, who has his pulse on Kansas City sports. He has been to more Super Bowls than Patrick Mahomes. He's been to more Final Fours. He's been to more Kansas basketball games than anybody I know, and he joins us now from Kansas City. Greg, how are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I thought you were playing the Eagles music to signify what had happened in last year's Super Bowl. Oh, I've thought about that. That's right. It was bad news for the Eagles. Boy, doesn't that sound like a long time? Sound like a long time ago, Greg, with the Eagles Kansas City game. Yeah. Either, either that or uh, the offseason seemed so short after that game. Yeah, really short. Well, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs preparing for the Super Bowl next Sunday in Las Vegas. How many Super Bowls will this be for you? Um, I am thinking in the around six. Six. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I haven't been to a Super Bowl before. I should have gone to the ones in Texas, but I didn't go. But how do you feel a week from the the game a week from Sunday? My buddy Garrett's here with me. We've been talking about it. We both like Kansas City because of Patrick Mahomes and because of Andy Reid. I just made a comment, Greg. I think you give Andy Reid two weeks to game plan somebody. uh, About seven times out of the ten, Andy Reid's teams are going to win. Your thoughts on my thoughts about Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes? Well, let's think about the first time that Andy Reid made it to a Super Bowl with the Eagles. They had been trying for two straight years to get into the Super Bowl out of the NFC in uh, uh, 0-2 and 0-3, and they lost those championship games. So when they finally made it to the Super Bowl, after acquiring Terrell Owens, they were playing against the New England Patriots, who at the time had Tom Brady. So you would have thought that uh, Andy Reid, with two weeks of planning at that time, would have beaten the Patriots, but that was the last time the Patriots uh, had become any team in the NFL to win back-to-back championships when they did it over the Eagles. Uh, Now, in his second time around uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, he did have two weeks to prepare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, with Tom Brady at quarterback. Uh, but if you'll remember correctly, I, I, I will not be convinced that the Chiefs were unaffected by what had happened a couple days before the, uh, the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay with Andy Reid's son. I will mm. not be convinced that they were not affected by that mentally and that right. maybe their heads were not totally into the game at that time. Uh, and that's that's what you're referring the, to, Andy, Andy Reid's son, traffic accident where he, what was he charged with and he was convicted, wasn't he? A DWI, yes, he's in prison. Oh, uh, oh man. And, and uh, so, yes, so that was, uh, and that was just, uh, if you remember, it was because of COVID that they did not travel to the Super Bowl site until the day before the Super Bowl. So that accident happened on a Friday in Kansas City before that Sunday game. Mm. Uh, Greg Eklund's with us. When when the Chiefs lost to the Raiders uh, in December, I thought there was no way this team was going to the Super Bowl. What has happened since uh, late December to now? Great question because a lot of us also thought the same thing. <laughs> and Andy Reid has been asked about that. I think uh, this is a team with leadership between Mahomes, 
between Travis Kelsey and on the defensive side, Chris Jones, uh, that took it upon themselves to get the message across to the rest of the team that this can't happen. If we want to succeed in January, we have got to turn it up a notch and play cleaner founder football because in a lot of those cases, they were beating themselves with dropped passes and penalties and things that, that stalled drives on the offensive end uh, or Patrick Mahomes, frankly, committing some turnovers. But since then, he has not committed. He's kept the turnovers to a minimum. Uh, they have not been dropping passes like they were during the regular season. And they have cut down on the number of penalties on both sides of the line. Plus, they have shown America something that we've known in Kansas City all along. That defense is pretty good. The defense is really good. The defense was really good against the Buffalo Bills. That was a very, very big win. And needless to say, last week in Baltimore, uh, were you surprised that defensively that the uh, the Chiefs confused? It appeared they confused Lamar Jackson and threw a lot of things at him. Were you surprised about that win last week by the Kansas City Chiefs? Frankly, I was uh, because I thought Baltimore was the better team. But the Chiefs played a better game, and I was also surprised at how quick Baltimore gave up on its running game. Yes. And I think they just played into Kansas City's hands because Kansas City showed early that they wanted to stop the running game. Well, not only did they take away the running game early, they took away the psyche of the Ravens on what got them there, and they resorted to something that they were uncomfortable with. Last week, Greg, uh, Detroit ran the ball beautifully in the first half at San Francisco do you think, knowing Andy Reid, do you think Andy Reid's game plan will have a heavy dose of the run game mixing in with Kelsey and Mahomes? Uh, is that the game plan next uh, next week for the Chiefs? I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Um, Pacheco carrying the mail and uh, Mahomes relying on his two main receiving threats, Kelsey and the rookie, Rasheed Rice, out of SMU. And then you have, um, you know, a, a, a support guy here or there. If they go to the other tight end, Noah Gray, or uh, coming up, he, he only had two catches last week, but uh, a critical catch in the final minutes of the game to seal it against Baltimore, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, he's one of those that's been beleaguered this year because of a lot of dropped passes. But December and January, he usually comes up with a couple of big ones that he did last Sunday. Greg, uh, you've, you've, you've been around the block. This is not your first rodeo. When you look at San Francisco, what is the biggest concern for you, and what do you think the biggest concern is for Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, I would say Christian McCaffrey mm. uh, because of the many different things he can do. Uh, I am not as concerned about Brock Purdy because, frankly, the Chiefs played pretty two darn good quarterbacks in preparation for this game, yep. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, both of them with the uh, capability of breaking off a big run as well as throwing the ball. Purdy can come up with a big run every now and then, but I think uh, what Jackson and Allen have – on Purdy are a few more years in the league with Purdy now in his first full season with the 49ers and on the big stage like this at the Super Bowl I think this is a different animal and I think the Chiefs will be well prepared 
for that. But the guy that they would be most concerned about is a guy who can run and catch the ball, Christian McCaffrey. I know you're an X's and O's guys, and you talk about the players on the field, but what about the Taylor Swift effect in different parts of the country? And some of our listeners say she's, oh, she's a distracting edge. She's not good for the NFL. I like, I, I, I think it's great. What do your listeners say about Taylor Swift and her emergence in Kansas City at all the games this year and being the girlfriend of, uh, of, of Travis Kelsey? Uh, around here, I think everybody loves it uh, because uh, Taylor Swift, with this being one of her concert stops during the summer, uh, has made a big economic impact <laughs> on this city between the sold-out concert that she had in the summer and between all the attention that she has given Kansas City with her presence here on multiple occasions. So I, I think everybody around here embraces it. That is great. Now, what are the when when is Kansas City scheduled to go to Las Vegas next week? I'm, I haven't seen the schedule. What does it look like? Uh, they're leaving on Sunday. They'll arrive on Sunday in Vegas. Have you spent the week in Vegas? Yeah, because they have that big Super Bowl opening night on Monday oh, night. That's goodness. the big media event. Oh Lord, that's crazy to me. A week, you know. I'm a I'm a two night Las Vegas guy, Gregory. I'm a two night guy because you get in trouble that third <laughs> night. My Lord, a week in Las Vegas for these young uh, young athletes with a lot of money. Good gosh. Uh, how about how about a week in Las Vegas for guys of our age bracket who are trying to keep up with everything around oh, there? That would be that, uh, <laughs> that 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 wouldn't be good for your old buddy here. Let's talk a little basketball because I'm sure tomorrow you're going to be watching the Kansas Jayhawks entertain the Houston Cougars. I had the pleasure of watching Houston play earlier this week here in Austin against the Longhorns. A game the Texas should have won, could have won, but man, oh man, is this Houston team athletic? Your thoughts on that game tomorrow with your Jayhawks and the Houston Cougars? I will be there. It'll be my last non-football activity before I leave for Las Vegas the next day, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a great game, should be a great atmosphere, uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so there will be a lot of eyeballs on the TV sets for those who follow college basketball. And, um, you know, I mean, we, Kelson, uh, Kelvin Sampson has been in Allen Field House before, so this is not his first rodeo in taking a team to Allen Field House. But he's got a darn good team against a team that's, frankly, a little bit, uh, well, they are, they're thin on the bench, uh, and Kevin McCuller did not uh, play mm-hmm. in the game earlier this week at all. So I think if Kevin McCuller is uh, out for this game tomorrow, that's a big concern for the Jayhawks. You know, I was asked, I played golf this morning, one of my golf partners says, who do you think is going to win the Big 12? And I said, I don't know, because good Lord, Houston's good, Tech's good, Iowa State good. Kansas good. Kansas State okay. Texas is okay. Your thoughts on this wacky Big 12 basketball race, Greg? I think it may be determined tomorrow. Wow. Uh, Yes, uh, Houston lost when they went up to Iowa State, but a lot of teams lose when they go to Iowa State. And and uh, you know they're. I think they Houston is in the best position if they win tomorrow. I think they're in the best position to win the regular season title. Uh, Bill Self, is he doing a good job coaching-wise this year? Is It seems like they've been a little up and down to me. They, yeah, uh, again, for the same reasons. Um, I mean, he's got a veteran point guard. Uh, he's got, uh, he got a great transfer with Hunter Dickinson coming over. Uh, but but uh, and and uh, the guy from Austin, K.J. Adams, yeah. uh, has, has, has played well for them this year. 
but they just need uh, a little bit more help. The one guy who has been the X factor lately has been um, uh, the newcomer from Australia, Johnny Furphy. So uh, he he's a shooter, and he can help out on the rebounding end. If any of those guys get in foul trouble, okay, you could be in trouble. Uh, final question. Uh, this will be when, when Texas plays at Kansas will be one of the last appearances by – it'll be the last basketball appearance by Texas against Kansas while a member of the Big 12. Thoughts on the new Big 12. Can Kansas be a player in football and in basketball next year, in your opinion, Greg? My opinion is it's disappointing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I uh, that it's part of uh, you know the new changing landscape. But uh, I, I just it's hard for me to imagine Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC. Uh, it just is, and it's um, it's it's going to be different uh, on the football side. Uh, you know, the way I see it, I'm, and I'm being straight here. I think it's a glorified Mountain West on the football side without Texas and Oklahoma. So wow. Wow. I think you're taking it a, a notch below uh, with the loss of Texas and Oklahoma on the football side. And basketball, you got some decent programs coming in when Arizona and Arizona State, especially Arizona. Uh, but you know, geographically, some teams are going to have to make you know some trips to the desert during that season. So. Yeah. They're all over the map between Arizona and Central Florida. Uh, I'm not crazy about it, but you know, it's that's what we've come to. Yeah, from my standpoint, I you know we're excited about going to the SEC because it's going to be fun. Texas will get Georgia at home uh, this year. They'll get Florida and Austin in in uh, football, and I it, they're good things and they're bad things. I think Texas will take a step backwards in basketball because you look at SEC basketball. Yeah, you got your blue blood. Of Kentucky, Alabama's played well. You have Rick Barnes at Tennessee. Auburn plays pretty well, and you got a whole bunch of nothing in basketball to me. So that's going to be a step down. But I'm kind of you. We're sort of in the same demographic. I'm going to really miss. I'm going to miss not playing. Uh, I, I want Texas to play I, the Texas Tech games, the TCU's, the Baylor's, because that's been around me all my life. So, and I know you've been a part of this Oklahoma versus Kansas and Kansas State. It's going to be hard to believe that you won't be seeing uh, the Sooners in the state of Kansas. Well, and and even within the state of Oklahoma, I mean, you won't have uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, you know, with them being in different conferences. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's just like that in Oklahoma as much as uh, the way it is in Texas. Yeah, it is. One thing positive, <clears throat> as you know, we get – when I was a kid, the rival, the big rival was A&M, and now the last few years the big rival has been Oklahoma. So A&M will be back with Texas in football, basketball, and baseball, and women's sports, and that's going to be a whole bunch of fun for us. But it's going to be – it's a changing landscape, and I don't think the landscape is set in, in concrete right now. I think in the coming years we're going to go to a super, super – conference or super NCAA football, basketball, that sort of thing. Uh, Greg, thank you for the visit. Have a great time at the Super Bowl. Give our best to my friend Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks tomorrow. Good luck against the Houston Cougars, but enjoy another Super Bowl next Sunday. And thank you for being with us. All right? All right. Have a safe weekend yourself and uh, enjoy all the festivities coming up on your end. We, we will also uh, just Google Greg Eklund on your computer. It goes to KCUR, the NPR station of Kansas City. Not only Greg is a great broadcaster, but he is a super, super uh, sports writer. He had a great story uh, recently about uh, Kansas quarterbacks transforming the way the NFL Passers play the run game. Just excellent stuff, Greg. And thank you for being with us on 1027 ESPN.
Thanks, guys. Bye-bye now. Greg Eklund of Kansas City, one of the good guys in sports. Again, Google him because there's some really great things he does for the NPR station up in Kansas City, KC. KCUR, Kansas City. All right, I'm Ed Clements coming up a little later in the show. Uh, we're going to talk uh, PGA Tour with our friend Mark Brooks, a former PGA champion and the Longhorn. More music from the Eagles and Steely Dan. They're playing at the Moody Center tonight. And more discussions of the Super Bowl, which is right around the corner. This is 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.